And I hate <laughs> this question because every time somebody asks me, like, and it's like, you don't even like anime, you know? So, what have you been up to today? Like, how's your day going? It's been good. Um, been doing a lot of a lot of meetings today. Monday meeting day goes <laughs> crazy for me. Usually Mondays and Wednesdays are the days I try to like structure all my meetings around. Yeah. So um, a lot of that stuff, but I took a lot of those meetings by the pool, so that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, How about by the pool. <laughs> yeah, I I work a nine to five, so usually it's that all week, and then when I get off, I try to record this kind of stuff or build some content or. Um, do the stuff that I, I kind of have fun with or make some art. So yeah. uh, today has been not too bad. I work from home on Mondays too. So just knock it out and then go do some things that I like to do. Hang out with my son, go to the pool, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today hasn't been too bad. Um, I work for historic, it's called the historic agency. So we do branding um, here in the Arizona area. Um, not for just Arizona businesses or anything, but um, okay. we usually, we do like, uh good sense business so like churches um nonprofit sustainability efforts so we do branding for a lot of uh clients like that um but yeah it's it's great i've been learning a, a ton um working with some of the dopest artists that i probably feel like i know so yeah. it, it's it's one of those things where it's just like a playland right now cuz we're we're we have a, a really good team around us so it's a lot of fun yeah um are you freelance right now or? Yeah, so I'm like full okay. on freelance right now. I left my nine to five um, back in April now. And okay. just been like full on freelance design. Um, but I low key, I, low key, I am like still applying for, or like listening to job offers more so like I'm like the senior art direction or like art design sure. or you know, yeah. art direction, product design or like senior brand designer side of things so got you so like the upper upper level design type stuff yeah so i'm taking some of those interviews still um uh, but mostly just all freelance work right now for sure all right i think that's a good start a good place to kind of get it started because yeah i think some of these questions i'm starting to figure out how to how to get this set up so some of the questions yeah. in here will um bring out more of who you are as we kind of get going yeah. um so i'm gonna go ahead and kick it off so um I want to welcome guys to Do You Know Designers podcast, um, where we are showing off designers as more of a personality rather than a robot who just creates logos um, and pushes pixels around on a screen. Um, we want to show the human side of the people behind the screens. Um, so today we have Cornell. Um, if you could give us a brief bio about yourself, kind of who you are, where you're from, what you're doing right now. Um, now to just yeah. kick everything off. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, well, shout out to you, Cameron, for even having me on the show today. So I appreciate it. Um, yeah. For myself, my name is Cornell Beard, as Cam mentioned. My background is a lot of things, but most recently in the past two years, I've been a designer, uh, art director, uh, mostly working for ad agencies uh, okay. and small product design studios. Um, today, I am a freelancer um, taking on branding projects, packaging design product design and blah 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 i have a son who you see behind me who's great he's amazing um and i have a girlfriend that's she's great um i have a dog right here who's sleeping on the floor <laughs> um but yeah nah um that is myself in a nutshell i'm great feeling great 
um, and great to be here. For sure. Are you, um, so I always like to get this out here. Did you go to college for design or are you self-taught or any yeah. of the other sorts? My aesthetic is self-taught and it's amazing. Okay. Um, my degree is in design. I have a BFA okay. in design with a minor in marketing, as well as an associates in kinesiology that I don't use it all anymore. For sure. Um, um, yeah. And also I have, yeah, I, I can get more into stuff later, but yeah, I do have a degree in design. Okay. Dope. Cause, um, your boy, I'm self-taught. I, my degree is in aerospace engineering and it's like over there compared to what I'm doing now. So no, that's sick. Though. Uh, <laughs> like, I figure like, because you're a designer, you can be a better aerospace engineer now, you know, for sure. You want if, if that's what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's just one of those worlds where I was like, I don't feel like I fit in this world. So let yeah. me go figure out how I, I can fit into the design world. Yeah. Um, which is great about the times we live in. You could just be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Let me go somewhere else. Um, yeah. It didn't used to be like that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and kick it off. Um, I'm going to ask you some random questions. Um, some of them are more intense, so they're a little bit heavier. Some of them are about design. Some of them are just random. Um, yeah. And we'll just kind of go from there and let the conversation take us where it takes us. Um, yeah. So I am going to start with um, what is your favorite anime? Oh, I hate <laughs> this question because every time somebody asks me like, and it's like, you don't even like anime, you know, but I, it's still Dragon Ball Z. It's like this very day. Yeah. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball GT can probably, I'm not really a huge fan, uh, sure. but the manga, even love like a, all the, the good spinoffs from like fan made manga series. Um, yeah. But other than like the conventional anime, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like I've been like I've rewatched Demon Slayer through, through and through like sure. maybe five times now. It's the thing that I put all my friends on that don't care about anime uh, yeah. into because like it's a great story. Even though, like the first two three episodes, Tanjo just mm -hmm. keeps crying and crying and crying <laughs> and crying. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can have a whole nother episode about anime i would love that actually low-key sure. i just applied to crunchyroll they have an open art director position right now oh um, that'd be sick and i just went crying and dms of like creators <laughs> there like yo hear my story man put me on <laughs> but linkedin so they had 200 applicants so far and it was posted today so we'll see yeah that's dope yeah man um i feel like people try to disqualify dragon ball z and i'm just like how can you just that's man, where we all started it's like great man. oh <laughs> no this, oh, one, my bad oh go ahead no you. No, i was gonna say one point because i was thinking i've been just re-watching some of my old dragon Ball Z stuff and goku's character is just like so wholesome man like for sure and like vegeta like that that partnership slash like nemesis thing is just like that's good cinema man you can't yeah. it doesn't get better than that so. and the, the i just feel like they the redemption stories that they gave some of their characters it's like you yeah. can't like some people love vegeta more like right then goku and it's like to see his whole story and like him go through everything he went through of course like, yeah <laughs> i i just i i watched dragon ball z a lot as a kid never really kind of got it sequentially and then a yeah. couple what was it like last year i probably watched dragon ball through dragon ball z and i was like i don't know how someone doesn't love this like this yeah, is man. this is freaking great so yeah and even like goku and krillin like that idea of like goku being like this little jitterbug 
and just yeah. strong as fuck for no reason. And then martial arts tournaments and meeting this little bald headed dude and getting trained <laughs> by an old man. It's like yeah. it's a great story. Then like fast forward to he's potentially becoming like the god of destruction. Like I don't know, just like there's so many things and for it's sure. just that layered and layered and layered story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And did you see that uh, fan made piece that came out like two? I think it was like last week. Um, um, which one? I, I've watched a lot. I watch a lot of them. I read a lot of them. I think it um, was um, Legend, the Dragon Ball Tale, or a, a Dragon Ball Tale, or something like that. You might um, give me like just like like a quick synopsis of like. Yeah, basically, um, it's it starts with uh, Vegeta coming down to Earth, and Chi Chi and Goku are fighting, and then um, Vegeta's like, and then Broly shows up, and then Vegeta and Goku are fighting Broly, and then they eventually knock Broly out of. Earth's atmosphere into a moon and okay. the animation is just sick like yeah. it's like it, it's kind of it reminded me of my hero where it's like yeah. kind of gritty grainy um yeah but but like the animation style and then the way that they did their um saiyan modes was completely yeah. different than just changing their hair so yeah. it was just kind of showing off how you could kind of do this a little bit differently um All i right. thought it was dope vegeta kept getting knocked out of his super saiyan and yeah then re relighting it and it was just yeah. cool to see him like oh i'm back like i'm back yeah. in this so it was yeah. if you haven't seen it it's, it's pretty legit like yeah you should drop me a link fun. when we're done i appreciate okay. that yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So Dragon Ball Z is definitely at the top. And I'm I'm not one of those people who has dived into a bunch of anime. Yeah. Uh, My Hero right now is probably up there. And then Naruto, of course. Like, I've read yeah. all the manga for that now. And then um, Demon Slayer, I've recently gotten into. And you're right. The yeah. first two, three episodes, you're like, I got to see more. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. Um yeah hero my hero i i love my hero um sure. i've watched it all the way through i think it, it, for me it peaked more so like lamillion's story i was like mm -hmm. oh like he's just like a raw character man and mm -hmm. like same thing the whole goku mentality is like it's a nice guy that just like is just that like that dude right like for sure a, a Bron james he's a just like a, yeah. a good guy that's just great at what he does but um yeah nah naruto's obviously like you know that's elementary middle school high school for yep. me and everything too um yeah i don't know i just i love anime it's literally nine percent of the things that i watch like it's for just, sure. i have it on at all times like when i'm yeah. working especially um it's cool and i just love to see now that black people can accept be accepted while doing it yeah. like to Shout see to like me. rdc <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, to see like RDC doing what they're doing and blowing up and like yeah. it being anime centric and like, I don't know, man, I just love, I love that we're, that's, we're allowed to be nerds now. Like we're, that's another side of black people. I feel like we got added here recently in the past five years. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's honestly like in my, and this is probably like free game to anybody that's even listening right now, but the art director position that I applied for, for Crunchyroll, I touched on a few of those things, like mm -hmm. how the intersection of pop culture, black culture, which is, I guess, like the epitome of like pop culture, if you ask yeah. me, um, <laughs> and fashion and blah, blah, blah. Like anime is like inching its way to the epicenter of that. And with Crunchyroll being like the, the main streaming service, mm -hmm. like holistically for that land, like for that industry, I feel like with the correct like merchandising mm -hmm. i don't know this is like i don't know just too much stuff but just i'm like yo put me in the game coach like i'm trying to turn it up so 
Yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying though. You're you're like we're now becoming the pulse for that. So yeah. if you want to be cool, this is where you need to go. That's yeah. actually that's a good. We, that's hey, a great point. We the new rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great point. Because if you look at like the merch and everything, the merch is definitely going into streetwear, and streetwear, right. of course, coming from black people. See, so yeah, okay. I get bro. Same. <laughs> <laughs> same and i think yeah. it's again it's because we're designers we're tapped into so many things to yeah. find inspiration that's like we have to pull we can't just pull inspiration from i don't know these books yeah. <laughs> we can but we, yeah. we i feel like we gotta go outside of that yeah lived um, experiences is very, it's very important for sure okay we're gonna hop on to the next question um this one might be a little harder so what's the hardest part of being a black designer um okay hmm hardest part of being a black designer i don't know i think it's the hardest part about being let's like say a conscious black designer is like you're more aware of like your role in certain machines um and sometimes like you're tapped in to be in the machine not because you're a great designer but because like they need to check a box of adding a black designer into this machine and so the hard part is like god like the pay is so well i want to be sought after because of my talents not necessarily because like of my ethnicity and like they need like a diverse perspective or like if the black projects they need to like add black talent so i think that's like the hard part um and then lastly of like the conscious part is just like this podcast episode that you and i are are you know on right now and thinking about i accept it because like i understand that representation matters and that if my schedule is very busy and i decide not to do this our conversation with cam that there probably there's more other blacks i can like talk to but this is very important for people that either aspire to be designers that are or look like you and I mm -hmm. or people that don't even know that it's even in an industry and they just want to see people that look like them that sound like them that have that same experience and may even be into anime have that conversation so they can like feel more comfortable entering in that field and so that is like a hard part that I feel like um other ethnicities or like just other people don't necessarily have to think about that mm -hmm. like it's easy to say like somebody else will do it it doesn't really affect me so like why do why should i care you know and it's hard not to care when it's like affecting like the people after you that look like you that is a great point like we have to wear the future generations basically on our back because we know yeah. if we don't do it then no one else is going to come behind us and do it for us so yeah. yeah that's a that's a great point um yeah, I, and that's the whole the whole point of this show again is to make sure that we do have representation because I feel like especially I've been putting this podcast into the YouTube space and you go on the YouTube space and there's no black designers like there's no yeah. one making videos there's no one like doing conversations like this and I feel like yeah. it's just to know that so many of our youth are there and that no to know that YouTube's a machine that is pushing videos to our youth how yeah. important it is to kind of be in that arena um, yeah and i've tried this podcast so many different times so many different variations and it just yeah. had to be me like it eventually started yeah. working when it was just me because i was like oh, okay yeah. so there's a purpose to this all so let's just go ahead and run with that um yeah 
But yeah, you're right. The machine is the hardest part. It's just like people want you to show up. They they want they you're sought after to be in the machine, but then they don't realize how you need to be treated once you're there. So they're yeah. like, okay, you're here, you're black, do what everybody else does. Yeah. And then when you need a little bit more understanding or a little bit yeah. more um, talking to, or or like uh, to like a little bit yeah. more support to feel like you belong, they don't know to do that because they just hired a black person to fit inside a machine. Yeah. So yeah. I've been going, yeah. I've And I've been going through that with like, even the gig I have now is it's, just been like a, a working progress a working like a work in progress to kind of this is how working together me and you all needs to look or yeah. it's not going to work um and i don't yeah. feel like i had that voice when i was in engineering it was just that's a bigger machine it's yeah. just like these are like fortune 500 companies you're not going to tell them what to do so yeah yeah and i think uh one of the last thing i'll add to it is i think going back to the one of the earlier things i said about we didn't do rock and roll and like blackness mm -hmm. culture and blah 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 that those things are very important however i've learned in the last few years that there's like a, there's like sides of design there's like cool design it's like the real cool shit that like it's like coachella it's like mtv sure. it's you know ads for t-mobile and blah 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 and like that's cool stuff and it's like really tokenized by getting like black talent to be featured in those areas but in the other side of design it's like ui designs product design it's like mm -hmm. the the drier things that people don't necessarily think about or like put into their portfolios and i feel that it's like very siloed in the sense of like we want and maybe this is like more just like my opinions going yeah, out but go just ahead. like black talent is like here in this cool arena and it's like there's so many of them but we're going to pick like this one to be the poster child for like this t-mobile campaign but then there's like these other 10 designers that are actually like making the real money building like the websites and the products and uh, the stuff that's like not really like that flashy but like requires a lot more attention to detail and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. so I, don't know, I think it's really weird right now and if i can like give any input to like any young black designers is like pay attention to the ui ux space even if you are a traditional graphic designer or an art director because there is so much bread there for sure and there's there's yeah. so much work that needs to be done in those spaces i mean that's yeah. how you prove that you can move somebody someone from here to there is ui ux so yeah um, I don't think people realize that sometimes, but I think that's yeah. great advice. Like, and to be a part of that is um, everything because yeah. that's where that's where the world's going. Um, so yeah. let's move on to the next question. Um, I know you have a podcast. Uh, yeah. I wanted I added this question because I wanted to know a little bit about it. So um, what's your podcast's origin story? Yeah. Um, I wish it was as cool as going on a school field trip and, you know, going to a lab and getting bit by a spider, then waking up with like perfect vision and a six pack, but it's not that cool of a story. Um, it's a very empathetic story. Um, but so I do a lot of mentorship here in the Twin Cities. Uh, I'm here based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, shout out to the Twin Cities. Shout out to the hat. Shout out to the twins for giving me this hat personally. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, uh, it was 
doing this mentor stuff back in the day, going through the U of M, uh, helping students with their portfolios. And uh, had met a student who was a black girl in the class and she, you know, was really strong illustrator and just getting into design. And she asked if she can like come see like my workspace. I was, at the time I was working at an ad agency called Call McBoy. Um, I was on the design team there called 10,000 Design, full of great designers, great people there. And um, she came in one day, it's an agency of like 240 people at the time. She comes in, this is like, oh, this is great Cornell. And I'm like, yeah, this is this. They got beer on tap, they got Pop-Tarts, all you can eat all day, every day. They got snacks, they got a soda machine. They got everything, you know, you want an extra extra uh, screen, like they'll put you in an extra monitor, blah, blah, blah. And after we were done with the tour, she was like, that's great. Only thing is like, you know, like, I didn't see anybody else that looks like you here. And in my mind, like, yeah, it's kind of early. Like I get in early, so like, it's, it's that. But then like, I started thinking about that question throughout the rest of that day. And in reality, like it was only, at the time, six black employees of the 240 people that work there. And on the design side of things, there's only two like black designers. Um, uh, and yeah, and so that was like the thing. And so that conversation, and then that same person met up with another friend of mine who is the co-host of the podcast, Calvin Buchanan, and talked to him about his position at United Health Group. And that same question came up. So what Calvin did is he, hit my phone like, yo, I just connected with so-and-so. She said uh, something about blah, 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 and representation. How do you feel about starting a video series uh, interviewing other black designers here in the Twin Cities to like showcase like representation within the industry? I was like, oh, that sounds dope. Let me get back to you. Like 10 days later, Alvin uh, Washington, the producer of the podcast, hit me up. This is like December 2020. He's like, yo, like, what's up, man? Like, what you got planned for the year? Like, what are your goals? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just trying to change the world. So what about for you? He's like, well, I want to produce a podcast. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, like, so I talked with Calvin and he's actually trying to produce this video series. Maybe we can just like turn that video series into a podcast mm. and just like let it breathe. And that was like the origin story. We all linked up, um, started a podcast. And here we are today. So that was December 2020 and it's July yeah. 2022. So. That's dope. Like, I think that's how, I think the podcast is how I ran into you all. Um, yeah. I was like, dang. And then you're, what was, what's the name of your podcast again? Underrepresented. That's it. And I was like, yeah. this is perfect. Like, yeah. the name's perfect. Like, so I, yeah, I've watched a couple episodes and I'm just like, this is what we need to be doing. Like, this is absolutely yeah. it. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got, some, we got some work to do still. Um, For sure. We do a lot, but we got. We got um it's not perfect but we we working on it and that's what matters mm -hmm. most so yeah that's dope i'm and that's what i'm saying just putting it out there is all that matters or and having yeah. these staples that exist on the internet like someone's gonna run on ig run into your your page it doesn't matter if you're putting out new content there's content there for them to consume already so yeah and i mean honestly like um you may not know it yet or maybe you already do but like this type of content like the very thing you said is like designers are multifaceted that maybe they come with more than just design. Like there's a mm -hmm. whole person behind that MacBook Pro, you know? And sure. um, because your podcast showcases like your passions, um, over time, places, people, organizations, companies start to notice that and they reach out to you to do things on their behalf using your platform. So like we've been able to um, get like sponsorships as well as um, 
receive projects that correlate with like our mission and our initiatives that we can then leverage. Uh, that's even like why I'm even freelancing right now because like my podcast work has turned into like working for like some HBCUs or other predominantly like black oh. platforms that are creating whatever it is. So it's like, I, yeah, I like where it's going and I, I yeah, it just seems like the right place to be. That's dope. And then, I, yeah, I always, I forgot who said this, but like work gets work, like just doing yeah. it and putting it out there brings work to you so that's really dope that you're like getting to even eat off of something that you're like you just decided to do like on a way yeah. it, it wasn't some institution that had to validate you you just decided to go and kind of create yeah. something yourself so that's fire yeah um all right i'm gonna go to the next question um so what was the first album you ever purchased the first album i ever purchased um Okay, I'll answer it two, two ways. Okay. Uh, first one, first album I ever received as a gift was from my parents, which was Usher's 8701. Um, that was, I don't know, maybe second grade or something. Um, crazy album, you know, you don't have to call it. That was my jam. I knew the dance and everything. Um, <laughs> and now to go on to the next part of this question, first album I actually purchased was, I want to say when I got to high school, um, I purchased Kanye's 808 and Heartbreak. Okay. I think that was like the actual first, like, album that i purchased because i was in that weird limbo where like when i was like growing up we started to get like lime wire and shit so like i never really mm -hmm. needed to like go buy like buy albums i kind of just downloaded mp3s in middle school and burnt cds and then i got a yeah. car and had to buy an actual cd and a to eight away and heartbreak was the first one i was saying that like that's a crazy album to be your first album because it's so emotional and you're yeah. just <laughs> i just see a high schooler driving to school just like welcome to heartbreak you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think one of the songs was like, I'll see you in my nightmares or something like yeah. that. Oh, like, Lil Wayne. Yeah. yeah. That's on my gym um, playlist when I had that. It was Moody Lift, so. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I think my first one that I purchased was, my mom was from St. Louis. So I felt like by default, I was from St. Louis. Yeah. So I think it was Nellyville was the first yeah. one. I and I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, but because my, the, my mom was away, she, it was, she was, we had to buy our CDs from Walmart. So everything yeah. was super edited. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, this is the this is the jam. Like I yeah. and then I I had a moment in college where I had a buddy put this. He's like, oh, you got uh, Young Jeezy's. I, I think it was like Trap or Die or something like that. Yeah. And he put it in the CD player and it was edited. He's like, what are you doing? I was yeah. like, I thought everybody did this. Yeah. So <laughs> buying music was was a LimeWire did change the game though. Even yeah. though we ruined so many computers. Oh no. <laughs> LimeWire gave birth to like the current landscape of music. It like, like kind of messed everything up. Cause like, I what do you mean? Go, like, go on that. Go on that. What, is, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah, because at one point in time, people had to purchase vinyls and eight tracks oh, yeah. and like blah, blah, blah. So when pirated music became a thing, like they, you know, that's how platforms like Apple or Napster or any other like streaming platform became a thing is cause like, that's the middle ground between like getting your music piratedly downloaded from whatever this thing is or physically going to a store and like buying an album it's like okay now well you can like buy it like download but it's like 99 cents a song it's crazy so like subscriptions are now the thing so like mm -hmm. instead of buying drake's album for 11 dollars, you pay 10 dollars a month and, like stream everything you want which is like 
I don't know. It's absurd when you go into like the numbers of like streaming and how much artists have to actually do. It's like, I don't know, it's like a million streams a month will get you like $4,000. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. You got awful young boy NBA to like get anything. Or like, yeah. NBA young boy. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but you are right. Cause yeah. that is, that is how they went. Apple selling singles tracks was basically, it is the middle ground. That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah, why but there's the no whole... Sam Goody. Like that's why like yeah. the album section and stores are like so crazy now, but I don't know. Yeah. And the only person who lost in all that was the person who was already losing was the artist. Yeah. That's that what just... I mean. Like literally it's the person that like needed it the most. It's like, yeah. I work so much harder now just to get noticed, just to even start getting some type of like money and I don't know that's a whole nother conversation too like this idea of like cloud and community building and like money yeah. and blah because we do it also with like social medias I mean look at this yeah. I put this on YouTube and how many views do I have to get before I start making any type of money off of it yeah, and like man. you know what I'm saying like it, they do yeah. it in all those sectors like the creator is always getting kind of pushed to the bottom that's kind of sad yeah but. yeah no nah, <laughs> And like these are conversations I have a lot. Like whenever people talk to me about, because like I have a lot of experience like within like the Web three NFT space as well. Okay. And so I do a lot of like talks centered around that. Um, and all right, I have a question for that. I have a question for that. Yeah. So um, let's just hop into that question, and then you can finish this off too. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Um, okay. So what is your best explanation of nfts and web3 so that we can kind of put that out there because i kind of know what yeah. it is but you're in it so i want you to kind of explain that yeah and so um whenever i talk about nfts or the space in general um and i guess to answer your question right away an nft is a non-fungible token which essentially is like something that's certified using the blockchain like in layman's terms, like blockchain technology, there's a, I don't know, it's, that's like, that's it. Like, it's just like a title to your car. It's like a deed yeah. to your house. It's like a, a, the code that's on a dollar bill that like makes it whatever. So like, it's mm -hmm. like a serial weird. number almost. Yeah. yeah. Essentially like that's kind of what it is a little deeper than that, but that's like in layman's terms, like, that's what it is. Um, and as far as like the NFT space or the web three space, it's so open-ended right now, but essentially it's like, using blockchain technology to build applications um and to uh, verify credentials using mm -hmm. the blockchain so if you were to imagine your instagram account if it was built on like uh a certain blockchain whatever the blockchain is like everything you do will be visible on the blockchain so like when you post login when you post a picture when you delete a picture when you send a message and blah, blah blah all those things are like almost like transactions that are like logged into a ledger on the blockchain and so like um there's like plenty of areas where like that technology can be very viable and mm -hmm. very valuable especially when it comes into like the financial landscape and banking and buying houses and selling cars, uh, sending friends money and et cetera. So um, I think you were going into what you're, what are you currently doing in that space? Like what type of work? Yeah, you're doing in that space? so I'm actually, I'm not doing anything like, it's, it's so weird because I think people think of it 
as like this like alternate alternate space to like exist in when in reality like the technology is like the, the the hero of the space so what i mean by that is because of blockchain technology and like what nfts are you can start to take that same um ideology and start to implement it in other areas like mm. how nike has done with like verifying sneakers and like digital collectibles and blah, blah blah that's a very cool thing now that didn't exist or with i'm sorry my dog's gonna bark because my sister's walking in the door right now okay <laughs> but um uh but yeah like verifying assets using uh blockchain so like when cam bought this ticket to go to i don't know whatever the concert is like instead of like receiving an email saying like oh you bought this ticket here you go scan this qr code when you walk in go to this thing and now you go home like man that shit was crazy the email has like no value and there's no type of like collectible aspect to that however if you receive like a digital collectible that can live in your digital asset wallet it mm-hmm. may feel more um like a treasured experience now that like you received one of twenty thousand like tickets sure. that was whatever it is you know so yeah. i think i like talking about it from that lens from a commercial standpoint like the technology can do so much more for actual businesses just using the tech um as for the space as it stands right now it's really chaotic it's the cool part is though it's like bringing people together collectively from around the globe to just be people and be together or collaborate and produce a thing um and my one example that i will share with that uh from some friends of mine which are, I, I met through a nft project called loser club which is okay. really dope a great project by a black designer uh this javon he's a musician past producer songwriter blah blah, blah illustrator created a, a generative project you know did really well blah, blah blah but within that nft project there was a lot of people that came together that were had a musical background created an instagram thread at the time i was running like these like freestyle friday spaces with some friends mm. um and i hopped into like the chat with them and everything essentially what they did is like they all came together and decided to like use their talents to bring a mixtape together so like producers and yep. songwriters and designers and illustrators and um instrument players or whatever they are For like sure. all that shit came together and they created an nft they created a mixtape made it as an nft released it like two weeks ago and it's called like um oh damn i'm off uh oh the outsiders so it's like okay. outside that's what it's called the outsider collective i think but uh yeah. they sold them all for like 0.05 ethereum which i think is like on like 75 bucks a piece and they made i think 250 copies of it and it sold oh, out so like i don't know it's just like a cool thing of like people from around the country around the globe actually for that project came together like through discord and like they're like streaming and chats and blah 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 for a long time then they had their first like concert in nyc back in june and it was just like yo this is crazy bro like what like what is happening right now how did that's crazy that shit couldn't have happened 20 years ago because of like the barriers to like Mm-hmm. find a producer that i can afford but now like cam and i share a vision you're an ac i'm in minneapolis but we can now collect we come together and make this thing happen because of our shared you know uh you know passions or whatever so for sure 
that's and that's yeah that's sick and i i think that's happened that's gonna happen more like um yeah. just to be able to kind of bring those worlds together and disc i think discords the discords and slacks are the way of the future um yeah. that's how people are going to communicate we think social media is it i think there's more to it we're coming to this yeah. this new world where you can be in almost your own environment with people that you actually mess with and yeah. you don't have to worry about these outside voices having to any say in it um yeah. but yeah that's i'm gonna have to check that out because that sounds sick to just bring that kind of like dream like dreamville bringing everybody into one location but y'all yeah. didn't have to go into one location you could just yeah. do it using the, the different pieces around the world that's sick yeah and um one i guess like good metaphor that somebody described to me like a while back is um thinking of when we think about discord or slack or whatever it is mostly discord because it's like the most mm -hmm. um current you know up-to-date server that is um what do you say like it's not controlled by anybody like i know it's okay. controlled by discord the company however sure. like it's not filtered it's not controlled mm -hmm. by an outside ex uh entity to like whatever so it's very open yeah. right now um but anyway so thinking of like twitter or instagram or facebook or those things as being like the streets that like you can like navigate through and then thinking of like places this is like discord as like apartments that you can like go into and then like find that's places in there i was like that's and then good. they have the different channels and the channels are like apart like yeah. apartments that's yeah. a great way to think about it yeah because like in theory um i worked for my last job i was working as a designer at this like product development company and um our client one of our clients was gamestop and you know gamestop had just went through like the big uh gamestop <laughs> short squeeze and everything yeah and walks and robin hill was like and sue left and right and blah blah mm -hmm. and that's when like nft space first like stepped on my like like that's it's like what the fuck is an nft and like what's happening yeah. over here and obviously like discord was actually created for the gaming community not necessarily like the nft mm -hmm. space or web spaces so like it's like why does gamestop not have a discord why doesn't everybody have a discord yet that's like yep. doing something and like create sub channels and uh shortly after turtle beach like launched a discord and blah 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 like so i think in time the world will catch up and like hop into like these like new pockets of culture for uh, sure but you can see the value in a lot of those things for sure yeah i think it's it yeah it's gonna be huge um but yeah that makes you saying that makes me like I need to make sure I'm moving people over there and I need to put more yeah. of a concerted effort to move people over there. Um, I think it's so. like the reverse though. I think it's like <clears throat> getting that to come over like here, you know? Cause like, it's weird cause the, the friction that I see like in, I don't ever talk to people like, well, like you, you should like get into NFT space at all. It's like, I don't For have sure. that conversation because that's a financial conversation. Most cases right now is like, mm -hmm people look at like going into the NFT space is like, I'm investing my money to like buy something that I have the intention of like seeing it grow in value. For uh, sure. And investments like stocks, cryptocurrencies and blah, blah, something I've been very passionate about for like the last decade. And like, I don't want to convince people like that. This is how you go up here to make money. It's more so like come over here and be curious about like how this technology can like change the landscape of like whatever platforms you're currently working with. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's it. <laughs> cuz yeah. you don't want to be making financial decisions for people cuz yeah. 
what's happening right now is what's happening with especially with the financial landscape and you don't want yeah. that to be everybody's all your money is now tied up into something and you can't even get to it so yeah, yeah. i respect that um all right i'm gonna go with the next question which is um what has been your favorite part of being a father so far favorite part of being a father um my son like being like me like it's the coolest you know like yeah. i love when he starts to adopt my language or when he starts to adopt like the way i dance or even like the way i shoot basketballs like he's like, constantly trying to mimic the things that i do um and that's like one part then the other part is just like the opposite of the constant growth and like school and everything mm -hmm. and blah 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 but like i love seeing excitement in him i love seeing him getting like or learning and like being curious mm -hmm. about like things and yeah the thing right now is like cars we can't drive past a, a mustang a camaro or a charger or any old school or any large truck without his eyes like getting really big and like saying like oh, did you see that you know so yeah. <laughs> that's dope yeah my um my son's in that um lane too where he's starting to use my language like the other yeah. day he was eating something he's like this is fire and i was like yeah. what <laughs> and yeah. sometimes you're like a little taken aback and i was like i guess i do say that and then yeah. like when he was even younger like 18 months and i i used to say like he used to be like sorry 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 and i'm like where is he getting that from yeah and then i said it once and i was like oh that's me like yeah he has nothing else to grab from but me and my wife for real and it's like yeah that's so cool for them to be paying that much attention uh, yeah. like oh this is this is uh dad says it like this so i want to say it like that so yeah we were at a family reunion this weekend and um like he doesn't see his extended family all the time at all because like they all live in milwaukee and chicago we live in minneapolis so we go up there like once a year he's three years old now he'll be four soon and going up there this time and like seeing his cousins they're like oh what's up theodore and theodore like puts his hand out like what's up you know and like they're like oh this little man cool as hell you know and like they're like they ask him questions and he can like whatever and like now like the picture that we took this year of like him and all of like the next generation of kids he's still sure. like the youngest amongst them besides like, a, a baby baby but like he's just like so happy and like so cool mm -hmm. and, like he can just tell his personality for a lifetime already yeah bro i i love it and my favorite thing probably is just the laughter the joy like yeah just to see him have the ability to just be happy and be himself and have fun and it's like I, you think back to like when you were a kid and like, I don't know, I don't know what I was like as a kid. And then I know as a teenager yeah. or like, as even younger than that, there wasn't sometimes joy and like happiness. Yeah. So it's like cool to see that. And then also like, I feel like, I don't know if this is good or not, but I feel like it's a little bit of my responsibility to yeah. shield that and make yeah. sure he still gets to have that joy in his like, yeah. uh, in his like child years and then his teenage years. And it's just like, Man, yeah. I just love black dads being like getting to be dad. Like we're dads. Yeah. Like we're at yeah. home. We're doing this stuff, and it's like, it's, yeah. it's. I feel like it's like that's our pandemic. Like uh, we just all decided to be great dads, and I'm, I just yeah. love seeing that. So yeah, well, yeah, trying to keep the keep the narrative going, man. Like it's, I think it's very important, and we'll see those fruits, you know, a decade sure. from now, like twenty years from now, and I don't know, just it's a good place to be, for sure. All right. I think it's time to hit the last question. I asked everybody this question. Okay. Um, what is your design in game? 
like the end of the road the sun's going down you're riding honestly, the horse out what is that yeah honestly my goal is for one day to snap my fingers and get rid of half of y'all you know <laughs> no i'm playing uh, <laughs> i was um, like oh okay tell me more <laughs> uh but nah i think my end game as a designer is probably just getting even like further away from design I, I like to say like I like using design to like bring people together to like sure. have a shared experience um and the more days months years that pass by that I'm a designer the more I realize that spending that time behind the desktop to like design is in my case like taking away from the time that I can used to like create the impact within the design landscape um and so i would love to get to a place where i'm more so uh mentoring designers aspiring designers uh students actually i start grad school um in two months um okay. to be i don't know master cornell <laughs> but it's a <laughs> it's a graphic design and whatever anyways i want to get that degree so I can like teach at the collegiate level someday for design. Um, so yeah, I think my angle is just like impacting more people using my talent, skill set, and person. For sure, yeah. And I I love that, like, cause again, we're doing something that you don't have to be a, a rapper, basketball player, NFL doctor, lawyer. You you don't have to do that. We get to kind of live a different lifestyle from everybody else. Yeah. And it's like. You're absolutely right. If we can share that with people, especially people who look like us, who yeah. already have the culture and already yeah. have the understanding of what cool is, how yeah, like man. how easy of a jump is that? So yeah, I, I tell you why you can't teach sauce, man. Like you got to come with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. not in the DNA. You know, like you can. I mean, watch some sure. TikToks or something like that, or some <laughs> posing videos, or how to fake it till you make it. But for the most part, like it's got to be in you already. For sure. Yeah, I definitely I'm excited to kind of see that path for you and support you in that because um, we'll probably do more stuff together. But yeah, I that's how I feel, too, is I'm like, I feel like I gained all these skills and I want to be able to pass them on. I don't want it to just be something that's like stagnant and yeah. I'm the only one with it. And I'm making like per se making all this money off of it. Like yeah. ownership is the thing. Yeah. But I think part of being an owner and a boss is bringing up that next generation, which yeah. that's the thing that corporate America doesn't understand is yeah. to, to be, to be that and be that impactful. You have to also be bringing the next generation along with you. So yeah, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, for sure, bro. Like I said before, like, I appreciate the time today. Um, yeah, for sure. And as I mentioned, like, we'd love to do a collaborative something at some point, whether that's yeah. podcast episodes, some like collaborative merch or some yeah. um, some nonprofit venture. Like, I'm with the shits like ten times. Merch, yeah. Merch is a good idea because I have, I have. We'll talk. I have some yeah. ideas. Um, so sure. go ahead and let everybody know what your socials are, where you're at. Um, and yeah. if you want to add anything you're working on that you kind of want to shout out, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You already know what it is. It's Cornell. <laughs> Hit me up at Cornell Beard, C-O-R-N-E-L-B-A-R-D. Beard is my last name. It's not a facade. I just came like this. Um, shout out to the podcast. Um, we got working on underrepresented. Find on Instagram at under underscore represented. But if you check out my socials, it's in the bio of all those things. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things I'm working on right now. Uh everything I'm working on I'm very excited on or excited about um sure. can't talk too much into details about anything 
But uh, last little shout out I'll give is we got an event going on this fall. It's going to be crazy. It's here in Minneapolis. Okay. You can come, Cam. You should be here. Make sure All right. I get you an invite. Um, can't play. Can't buy your plane ticket, but that's most hey, we'll figure. We'll yeah, talk. We'll figure something we'll out. But um, yeah, I can't get too much details out about that either just yet. But um, no, nah, it's a lot of things in the works. I appreciate the time today. Thank yeah. you for the platform, and I wish you nothing but success with uh, what you said. Dy Dwyd. Yeah. Do you know designers? Do you know D-Y- designers? D Y N D. Yeah, D-Y-K. 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 <laughs> oh man. All right, yeah, yeah. It is what it is, man. Yeah. It's a, if you hear, you hear. Yeah. Um, so if you've made it to this this far, I want to thank you for being here. If you enjoy and support what I'm doing and the stuff I'm putting together, go ahead and hit the like and drop a subscribe um and a comment. So um I want to thank you for watching this episode and I will catch you on the next one.